one person gave it a five-star review. This, <laughs> sorry, it's not funny, <laughs> but this review says, Omegle is totally boss and has tons of funny jokes. However, please note children may be exposed to violence, racism, sexism, sex, porn, etc. The list goes on. Don't forget drugs, too. So five stars for this. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved. But we're here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. My name is Carly Duke, and I'm here with Chris Roby. Hey, Carly, you did a really good job of that intro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. That felt good to have a compliment. <laughs> it did. Yeah. You know what? It really did. It made me feel good about yeah. myself today. Well, partly because I've been trying the intros and not doing very good at them. So glad one of us is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Chris? I really like your hat today. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good looking hat. Thanks. Yeah. That's a baseball hat. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Leave it in, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if you think we're being weird, because we kind of are today, but today we're talking about affirmations and the importance of affirming the people in our life, but especially the teenagers in our life. Yeah, the world's a pretty negative place. Um, If you look on social media and the ways that teenagers uh, treat each other, talk to each other, the way adults treat each other and talk to each other, um, there's not a whole lot of positivity moving around. So when you see it, uh, you notice it. Exactly. And... I just think for a teenager, there are so many teenagers who don't have someone in their life who's affirming them. Hmm. Or that's part of the reason I think teenagers turn to social media so much because every time they get a like, every time they get a comment, that's an affirmation. Hmm. And if they're not getting that in person, then why would they not turn to social media? But as adults, we can look at that and go, it's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you shouldn't be turning to those places for affirmation. But if we're going to say that, then we also have to come in on the other end and make sure that we're making up for that. You know, I I think I've told you the story before, Carly, but I've asked a group of teenagers before in a support group, um, is there a threshold in which you will delete a post if there's not enough likes Mm. on it? And they all had a number. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of number that if it's if it's not above this number, post is gone and quick. Especially depending on how quickly those likes start coming in. Wow. Yeah. And so that's how not only do they want the affirmations, but they want to show the world through their curated feeds that they are being affirmed. Hmm. It's pretty fascinating. That is so fascinating. And one thing, I'll post this on our website, teenlifepodcast.com. But there is an example I saw on TikTok and also on Instagram, but it was the same video Um, that these people will drive around, I can't remember what they called it, but something like random affirmations Hmm. or um, spontaneous affirmations, but they'll drive around in their car and they'll stop like while people are walking on the street or working on their yard and they'll like yell at them out their car window. And you see the people they're yelling at kind of will get like defensive and kind of get mad of why are you yelling at me? Mm -hmm. But then they yell things like, you look beautiful today. Hmm. Or, hey, I love your dress. Your hair looks great. They stop to this one man And are like, I hope you have a great day. Your smile, man, your smile can light up a room. And to see his smile after that. Or this one woman say, like, you just made my day. Wow. And the importance of even if it's a stranger, of hearing someone point something out in you that they see can totally change your day. Mm -hmm. Can totally change your outlook on everything that's been going on. And honestly, it's one of the cheapest ways that we can help others. Mm -hmm. Your words like that cost you nothing. Right. It just takes 
a couple of seconds to say something nice. And I don't know why we have the discomfort with it because I feel mm-hmm. like if we if it was that easy, people would do it all the time or they would shift to that gear automatically. And one of the things we do in our support groups that we try to kind of overcome some of that discomfort is uh, in our very last week of group, we do something called the bus ride. Um, and so we we do groups for eight weeks. And so these students have been together and and connecting and talking about their lives and relating to each other for eight weeks. And we end our group on the eighth week. We want to do so on a high note. And so we do this activity where we, you know, we're, we're, we're in a circle. We take one chair and put it off to the side of the room, kind of fit, but it's facing away from the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. And me as a leader, I would say, okay, so we've been on this journey together over the last eight weeks. Um, but now it's time for each one of us to quote unquote, get off the bus and move on with our lives. And so we take a turn with each student to step out of the circle and sit in the chair facing away from the rest of the group. And for the next two, three minutes, the group, talks about that student Mm -hmm. where they can hear, but we basically say all the good things we've seen in them, all the growth we've seen in them over the last eight weeks. And there's something psychological about when they're facing away from the group, we're not actually looking them in the eyes. Those students will talk. Yeah, they will. And they'll they'll say all kinds of good things. And that student is over there looking away from the group sobbing, you know, like, because they're hearing things that (laughs) they'd never even heard about themselves before. Um, But they're all things that we see in them. And like we said on the last episode, it's really hard to often feel good about yourself or think the, the good things about yourself right. or look at your strengths, but it's easy to see it in someone else. So it's cool to hear those students talk about that student um, as if they weren't even on the bus. And the, I'll be honest, the first time I ever did this activity was with a group of middle school girls. And I looked at the counselor, me and the counselor were there ahead of time setting up. And I was like, I'll be honest. I don't know if this is going to work. Uh-huh. Like it was a just a hodgepodge of middle school girls. No one was really alike. And they didn't hang out really outside. And I was just like, I've got some shy girls and I've got some outgoing girls. Like, are they actually going to talk? And it was, I was blown away. I mean, it was truly incredible. They were fighting over each other of who was going to get to talk about the person wow. sitting in the chair. Every single one of them. Everyone had something to talk about. I had to cut them off with every single girl. And when we wrapped up, the counselor looked at me and she was like, I didn't think it was going to work either. When you said that this is what we were doing, I thought, no way. But those girls left with the biggest smiles on their face because that day someone saw them and someone verbalized it to them. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much power in that affirmation, as we talked about, as you said last time, about strengths, that they not only know they have strengths, but that someone is willing to say something about that and recognize those strengths in them can make a huge difference. And so I also want to talk about today, like what are ways that we can affirm our teenagers Mm. in easy ways? Um, As we said, just noticing the good things, Mm -hmm. saying that out loud when you know, when, if you're looking at a teenager and their hair looks great that day, say something. Mm -hmm. If you went to, if they had a game that week or a band competition and they did well, Tell them that you noticed and that you saw that. Mm-hmm. That's something small that can go a really long way. Yeah, I think even being specific as to what, you know, what is it that you noticed? It's one thing to say you did a good job, but to be able to say, I heard this certain thing. Exactly. And I noticed it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know with, I'm a music guy. And so if, for, if I'm at a concert or something like that, I'm going to pick up on a little something they did that I know is kind of kind of neat. Maybe someone else would have no- mm-hmm. noticed. They really appreciate that. And one of the things that, um, especially... And we keep noting the discomfort sometimes of being 
overly positive of someone. Again, I, it takes someone a lot smarter than me to be able to explain that. But what I do know is whenever you take an element of communication away, so uh, one of the senses away. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's why writing notes is so powerful because you're not looking someone directly in the eye. You're, you're writing. Um, you're taking the aspect of that relationship out where you can kind of be more free and open to share and to be honest. Um, same thing with the bus ride. We're not, look, we're not looking each other in the eyes. You're taking that away. Um, and that goes to all kinds of ways of getting, getting people to talk. If you can get them thinking about something a little different and at the same time, they'll, they'll actually open up and share. Same thing with being positive. And like you said earlier, this cost is so little to right. do this. I also, my, I'm guessing we assume that other people are being positive with them. Hmm. And so wow. maybe we don't, we just don't say those things. I think probably a good assumption is that they're not. Yeah. Um, think about your own life. I mean, you might even have really good people in your life that people just aren't throwing lots of compliments around, a lot of a lot of affirmation around. It's a heavy time. Um, it's not in style to be encouraging uh, or aff uh, affirming. And so if you choose to do that with teenagers, you are going to stick out to them. Well, and I promise if it's genuine, you can never get too many compliments. Mm -hmm. You can never have someone say too many thing, good things about you, but there can be damage when no one notices mm -hmm. anything and when you feel like no one notices you. And so, like you said, assume they're not hearing it from anyone else. And so they're going to hear it from me today. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, Dr. Borba in our summit discussion that she did actually talked about the power of that from a school perspective of there are students who might not hear anything. And so the school was intentional about they put every kid's name up on the board and every teacher went through and said, I've had personal interaction with these kids and marked them off. Mm -hmm. And then they looked at the kids who weren't getting adult interaction from school and they were intentional and they talked about how that changed their school. Hmm. That's so small. Yeah. But think about if there are kids at your school or in your home or at your church who aren't getting that positive affirmation anywhere else, what that could do for them to have an adult that they trust say, I see this in you and you're doing a great job and keep going. And one thing I think about as a parent of my kids are toddlers, but it is really easy for me to vocalize the bad things when they're in trouble. Mm. It's really easy for me to say, don't do that. Hey, today you were mean to your sister. Hey, today you didn't listen and to tell them those things. And when I see them do something good, I might be like, oh, that's cute, but I don't say that. Mm. And I'm trying to be, I'm not always great about it, but I'm trying to be better about saying, hey, I saw that when your sister was hurt that you went and picked her up. Hey, I, I heard from your teacher today that you're a really good friend and let's celebrate that and notice the good things instead of only noticing the bad things mm -hmm. and making sure that they hear us talk about and praise and celebrate those good things. Yeah, one thing I'll, I'll leave us with before we move on to our next topic is um, be self-aware enough to know when you give that compliment that you might not get the reaction from them that mm -hmm. you would hope for um, because they might feel a little bit awkward about it. And if they do act awkward or don't really say, you don't even say thank you or just kind of, re you know, respond in a grunt or whatever, that compliment was received. Right. Uh, that wasn't, that didn't just bounce off of them. Sometimes and I, I'll be honest when someone compliments me, I don't always know exactly how to respond. I want to shrug it off. I want to say, oh no, whatever, you know, and even if they do know that that compliment did land, you're doing this for them, not for you, so right. to speak. Right. And so going in with that mindset that, you know, gratitude might not be the first thing that they display, but maybe down the road, they'll come back and say, you know what, that, that when you, when you said that to me, that really meant a lot. 
a lot of times you're just not going to get it in that moment. So today, Chris, our trend is a little disturbing. Okay. <laughs> and it is called Omegle. 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 I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. I Googled it because I've heard people say Omegle. And according to Google, it is Omegle. Google is never wrong. So that is so yeah, true. Yeah. I'm going to take them at uh -huh, that. Uh -huh. I also, their logo also has the Omega sign in it. So it makes sense to me that it would be Omegle. Okay. But it is this, I think it used to be an app. I looked, you cannot find it in the app store anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it now is just a web-based product, I suppose is what you would call it, site. Sure. Yeah. Um, and from the Omegle site, it says, the internet is full of cool people. Omegle lets you meet them. When you use Omegle, we pick someone else at random so that you can have a one-on-one -on -one chat. What could go wrong there? Exactly. <laughs> so it is video-based mostly. So you jump on. Um, when I was in college, there was something called Chat Roulette mm -hmm. that was very similar to this. I think Omega was even around before that. So I think 2012 maybe is when. Oh, wow. Maybe even before that. I don't have the exact date on that, but it's been around for a while. This is not a new site. But basically, you jump on and press a button and a random person will show up on your screen that you got matched with. And then you can continue to do that and just go through person to person to person on a regular random video chat. So I'm assuming with this powerful technology that, there, that there's uh, strong rules and boundaries set in place that would ensure that a teenager or uh, a vulnerable person wouldn't be matched up with someone who didn't have the right intentions. Uh, you would think that. You would think that? Okay. Um, not necessarily the case. And so it is, like I said, concerning um, when you think about this. Um, I will say I have seen TikTok um, celebrities, YouTubers use this to connect with fans. Mm -hmm. And so that's why sometimes it is popular with teenagers. For example, I saw Dude Perfect did a video where they got on Omegle. And so they would pop up. You would pop up and maybe see the entire Dude Perfect team on there. And they talk to you and you get to talk to them. And so it's fun. Mm -hmm. And so there are aspects of Omegle that are fun and age appropriate. But if you go to Common Sense Media, which I think we've talked about that in a mm -hmm. previous podcast episode, that that's a great resource, you can read reviews, and some of them are so concerning. Like, it okay. just like makes me nervous. One person called it Pedophiles RS. Wow. That she banned it for her 14-year-old daughter um, because there were guys on there asking for sex and asking to meet up with her. Wow. Um, one person gave it a five-star review. This, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not <laughs> funny, but this review says, Omegle is totally boss and has tons of funny jokes. However, please note children may be exposed to violence, racism, sexism, sex, porn, etc. The list goes on. Don't forget drugs, too. So five stars for this <laughs> because it's great. But don't worry about all these other things that they have going on, too. And so some people say it's responsible. It's OK for responsible teenagers. And if you're having good conversations but lots of people talk about that they have seen guys, men, doing awful things. There's nudity, there's porn, there's, you can get on there with people that you're not sure of. One article I read was talking about, and I'll post this as well, was talking about a TikTok star who was using it. And she was live streaming it on her TikTok as she was talking to fans, but one guy came up that was obviously not there for the right intentions hmm. and her response to be like, Oh, and moving on. Or she came across a very young girl, like eight years old. And for her to be like, be careful, be safe out there and move on. But 
there is just, there are little boundaries. There's not like a adult side and a teenager side. It is just all in there and it's very random. Which kind of comes back to a previous podcast episode about boundaries. Um, anytime you have a an app or any kind of technology that kind of purports to not really have any or not or have a whole lot of rules, um, that's where the trouble is going to come. Mm-hmm. And so not only is it for your Omegles, but it's also for lots of others that if there's no standards in place, if there's no um, kind of community um, agreement as to how this is going to be used in, 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 a, in a positive way, then that's something that your teenager needs to probably be warned off of or you being very in open conversation with your teenager, how you're using that because people will take advantage of that when there's no boundaries. And especially, I mean, if you think about just the content, it is live video. It's really hard to monitor that. Mm-hmm. And so the site even if they wanted to monitor that, can't necessarily predict what people are going to do. Um, I'm sure there's a way. I will be honest, this is not a site that I've personally used. I've read about it, but I have not personally used it. No, thank you. But I'm sure there's a way for you to report people. But there's just only so much that they can do. And so this is an app that we would definitely recommend you talk to your kids about. You ask if they've ever used it and you talk about if they have friends who are using it, what that looks like. If you are going to let them use this site, make sure that you're having conversations about what to do if they come across certain situations. I would also encourage you to go to Common Sense Media, read some of the reviews, read what they say about it, um, just so you are aware of what your teenagers are processing and looking at. Absolutely. For our tip today, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about teen life support groups. So we know some of our audience knows about teen life support groups, but if you're newer to the podcast or newer to teen life, you might not actually know what that is. And surprise, the last nine episodes, I guess, other than Dr. Borba's interview, but she's right in line with teen life. But every episode we've talked about a piece of our curriculum, whether you've known it or not. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, affirmation, we talked about the bus ride, and that's something we do in our group. And so our tip is we wanted to talk through support groups and how they help teens um, and just the benefit of having a teenager as part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast episode on teen life support groups, but um, essentially a support group looks like six to eight students who might or might not know each other or have affinity um, that we gather on a school campus uh, during the school day and we bring in an outside volunteer who we have trained uh, to run a support group. And so um, our our volunteers are highly trained, highly skilled on how to create a safe space quickly for a teenager to talk. And we have a curriculum that we use that um, we've kind of covered some of those topics over the last few weeks, talk about stress and resources and relationships and school and ups and downs in life and resilience and all through this lens of strength that they actually have what it takes. And so for eight weeks, a student gets to sit and talk to not only their peers, but to a trusted community partner who comes in and pours into them. Right. And you'll hear us say this, mental health services can really benefit your teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not counseling. It's led by peers and volunteers um, who are trained, but who are not necessarily mental health professionals. But there is just power in having a teenager sit with a trusted adult and make a connection and also set up peer with peers in a safe place where they can talk. Mm-hmm. And there's so much power to that. And 
a lot of times people hear the word support group and they think, oh, my teenager has to be in trouble. My teenager has to be failing. My tr- my teenager has to have all these things wrong with them to be part of a support group, but that could not be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Support groups for, are helpful for every teen. It could be a teen who's high achieving. It could be a teen who's stressed. It can be for a teen who has had a loss or a teen who has moved to a new city or just your average teenager. Mm -hmm. Nothing has to be wrong for a support group to help them because as you'll hear us say, connection is always a good thing. And that's what support groups are all about is it's bringing connection. And so if you know of a teenager, if you think this is a resource that would be helpful for your school or your community, we would love for you to reach out to us. Um, You can email info at teenlife.ngo for more information or check out our website, teenlife.ngo, or if you go to teenlifepodcast.com, that will also get you to our regular website. All right, that's a wrap on this one. Thank you so much for listening. A special thanks to Carly Duke and to Kelly Fan for producing this podcast. Also to Luke Cabrera for our awesome podcast music. If you want to know more about Luke and his music, check out his contact info in the description. Well, this podcast is for the helpers, and we really hope you feel helped. If there's something we haven't talked about or a topic that you're really interested in, email us at podcast at teenlife.ngo, and we will do our best to get to that topic. We will see you next week.